This week on Freedom Fanatics, we'll be discussing critical race theory and its dangerous goal of portraying all white people and all black people as victims. Then we'll be identifying five key quickfire reasons to stand up for freedom and look at our quote of the week by Thomas Sowell, in which he identifies the importance of freedom. Stay tuned, it's going to be a great show. Welcome to Freedom Fanatics, a production of the Freedom Advocacy Network. This show is every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook and IGTV. Each week we discuss the latest fan content with authors and creators right here. My name is Sean Boyson and today I'm joined by Alex and Tariq. It's good having you guys on the show today. And so here at FAN, we are all about promoting freedom and checkmating bad ideas that threaten your freedom. First up, we'll be looking at FAN's weekly explainer video, which does exactly that. And it's titled Critical Race Theory, The New Apartheid Thinking. Let's have a watch. You are an individual, not just a race or a skin color. The apartheid government did not believe this to be true. Sadly, the South African government of today also thinks you are just a race or a skin color. Race was what defined you in apartheid South Africa, not your beliefs, faith, values, ideas, or ambitions, just race. If you had the right skin color, you had opportunities to get a good education, get a good job, and build a comfortable life. Not so much if you had the wrong skin color. In South Africa today, most people are not obsessed with race. However, the sad truth is that, like the proponents of apartheid, many of today's politicians are obsessed with the color of your skin rather than the quality of your life. This sort of racism has increasingly become even more aggressive across the world due to something called critical race theory, CRT. CRT teaches us that your skin color is the most important part of your identity, that all white people are oppressors and that all black people are victims. In South Africa, more and more laws, regulations, policies and decisions are showing how many powerful politicians support these untrue and dangerous core beliefs of CRT. Examples of laws and policies becoming increasingly based on CRT are BEE, government decisions to only help some businesses during the COVID-19 crisis based on race, sporting coaches and people chosen to be our judges. These racist CRT policies hold that all white people are villains and that all black people are victims who can't succeed through their own efforts and skills. This is racist and must stop. CRT, the belief that your skin color makes you either bad or weak, must not be allowed to divide South Africans who want to build a non-racial free country. It's time to say no to this new apartheid thinking. Yeah, so we just watched our explainer video. And to our viewers, first, I think it is important to say that you are an individual and you are not a color and you're not the color of your skin. And it's not the, the 
determining factor of your life. Your values, your ambitions, and the ideals that you have will have a greater effect on the outcomes that you experience throughout your life. And I think critical race theory seeks to minimize exactly that, the human experience. And for you, it makes you an either black or white or an oppressor or a victim. And I think that we are way too unique to allow that sort of um, simplification to take place um, with our life experiences. And Alex, this message is desperately needed now when dangerous ideas such as CRT are being spread like wildfire on social media platforms. Do you think that ordinary South Africans buy into this race obsession? I don't think so. I mean, certainly uh, stats that we've seen uh, from the Institute of Race Relations, uh, they've been running surveys for, for years, certainly throughout the democratic era in South Africa. And the latest stats uh, from 2020, 2021 indicate that uh, the majority of South Africans think race relations have improved. Um, they agree with the statement that race uh, and race baiting is used as a tool by politicians and powerful elites to excuse their own mistakes and misdemeanors. Um, so, I mean, critical race theory, I mean, in the South African sense is probably best understood through policy, um, through things such as BEE, um, and you know sports quotas and you know all those those illusions that the video makes, and uh, yeah, just the, the thing that strikes me about critical race theory and looking through the world with race as the determining factor is alarmingly illiberal and very at its core anti-humanist, and it's quite quite frightening actually. Yeah, and I mean like critical race theory is is much of a of a this is usually thought of this abstract um, theory when like you mentioned it actually has real life consequences and it, it, it creates real life policies and laws such as BE and like I explained in the video mentions um, sports quote is something as simple as that and Tari do you have any 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 thoughts on why race theory, um, critical race theory is actually this dangerous? I think that critical race theory is dangerous because, as you touched on with your own comment, it does have real-life consequences which affects our lives. When people go out into the world and they start accusing other people of being inherently racist, and when they portray other people as being victims, what you're doing is advocating for those people to diminish their individual agency. You're saying to people such as myself, you don't have to work hard, you don't have to be optimistic about your future because you're never going to get ahead because you're a colored person. That is inherently racist. The message that needs to be communicated to people is that even though there are limited opportunities, if you do work hard enough, you can succeed because everyone is endowed with individual agency. Yeah, that's absolutely true, Tariq. And, you know, people like myself and you, for example, would not necessarily um, subscribe to that line of thinking that we are victims and we are oppressed. Mm. We are using called and we are called like sellouts or deputy whites or the old usual, you are house negro. Um, these are actual terms that are actually told to people who do not subscribe to this line of thinking. Mm. And this actual fear of being rejected in public spaces or even being cancelled, as they say these days. Um, but in the meanwhile, our freedom 
to express our viewpoints is actually under attack. Tori, do you think that we can afford to remain si silent and sidelined on this issue of actually of actual critical race theory? Definitely not. I think that we cannot afford to be silent on this because by being silent, we are allowing this totalitarian culture to flourish. And the logical conclusion of it is that everyone will be scared to think freely. This means that we would be a liberal democracy on paper, but the communist state in practice, where everyone would be, would be forced to think the same and to not question anything. I know in my personal experience, I've been accused of being a colored puppet, a face for right-wing extremism, but I always laugh those comments off and I always sought to counter it so that the audience watching the debacle could see that there is an alternative way to actually think about current affairs issues. And this is why I would really like to encourage the audience to swallow a spoon of cement and to harden up. These people are going to attack you for being a classical liberal, but you just have to stand up for what you believe in. I know in many, on many occasions, what usually happens was that, what usually happened was that I would stand up and then challenge, challenge the left-wing dogma. And then someone would either reach out to me on social media or they would reach out to me after the debate. And then they would say, thank you so much for actually adding that view. I actually agree with what you were saying, but I was too scared to articulate it. I think that when people see another person talking up, speaking up, it makes them feel more confident about eventually speaking up as well. And that's how you build a movement, by confronting the bullies head on with all these silly arguments. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think uh, I think Tarek makes it makes makes an extremely valid point. And the thing is, I mean, I know especially when I was at university, very I was very shy to to stick my head up. And you know, the the thing is, the, the those who shout the loudest make the most noise. Um, and it's 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 very intimidating to confront these things. And you know, there's a lot of slogans and and you know things that sound well-meaning and i think that's the that is that is the trick mm. that about critical race theory is it masquerades as a social justice as a racial justice project um but it does that by advocating for more racialism i mean if you know if when uct was burning down uh, a few months ago you know the firefighters didn't go with flamethrowers to put out the fires so i think that, that we've just got to keep reminding people that you know non-racialism is a very important aspect of of society and ho hopefully you know that's the idea of the explainer videos is to you know give people the tools to hopefully just make very simple sort of counter arguments against this very destructive uh ideology and the discourse that it creates yeah thank you for your insight guys and, and thank you for actually sharing your experiences because i think that's really important and to our viewers yeah if you never 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 fear to speak up and never be silenced by the loudest voices in the rooms who and the social justice warriors who think that they know it all your experience actually does matter and especially if you do not agree with this critical race theory and the race obsession so yeah, so if you guys want to check out more of our of our explainer videos, check out our Facebook page, Freedom Advocacy Network. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and get notifications every Monday when we release our explainer videos. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Badger of Liberty. 
So right now we'll be looking at our article of the week, which was actually written by Tori Khan right here and we have him in the house. And it is titled Five Quick Fire Reasons to Stand Up for Freedom. Tariq, what are the five reasons that you identify that require us to stand up for freedom, specifically in South Africa? Thank you for, for mentioning this article that I wrote, Sholin. I'd say that freedom means having access to knowledge, people, and ways of thinking that empower you to face life's challenges. What this means is that freedom just makes certain resources accessible, which allows you to solve certain problems. Just imagine if we were actually living in a communist state that limited the flow of information, then it would be really difficult for us to get in touch with the resources that we need to solve our problems. And this is a problem that you see in many communist states like North Korea and China, for instance, where people do not even have free access to the internet. As you know, in this modern century that we're living in, we really use the internet to disseminate information. We have the freedom to use it. And this is something that's actually limited in those communist countries. And then freedom also means using your skills to solve other people's problems and to earn an income. This means that in a free society, there are opportunities for people upskill themselves. And this gives us the opportunity to take responsibility for our own circumstances. The other point I mentioned was that freedom means using your own money and resources to buy what you need to live a good life. So, as you know, according to communist theory, the government needs to portion out resources to people. And it might sound good in theory, according to those communists, but in reality, it's actually terrible. In countries like North Korea, the government actually rations out food to people and these portions are so small that you can barely survive on it. So many people in North Korea have died because of the government's rationing program. And I think one of the benefits of living in a free society is that you can actually take personal responsibility over your own life and you can buy what you want. The government doesn't give it to you in a limited quantity. And then the other point was that Freedom means raising your children according to your values and peaceful beliefs. And I think that this point is pretty much self-explanatory. Freedom allows you to have that level of privacy in the home where you can raise your kids according to your peaceful values and where you can live in harmony with your neighbors, for instance. And then the fifth point was that freedom means living peacefully according to your own beliefs and allowing others to do the same. In a society where there's freedom, there's tolerance, and this allows us to all live with each other in a harmonious way. And those are the five reasons why it's important to defend freedom. Five quick yeah. fire ways, reasons to defend it. Thanks for that. So I'd actually like to ask a quick question to actually the both of you guys. Alex, what do you sure. think is the primary entity that threatens our freedom in South Africa? Sure. And, well, yeah, I mean, we've discussed one, one way through a critical race theory and that obviously, I mean, that originates in academia in the 1960s in, I, I, if I believe, the US. Um, but racialized thinking, I mean, yeah, we've mentioned, you know, race baiters, race hustlers, you know, in uh, 
in the the public discourse and and we know very well who who they are primarily um but uh yeah i, th I think the you know i think Tarek raises a good point about ideology um and you know it's around socialism and communism um and i think the two things that stand out and i think it's worth worth bearing in mind that the anc's main uh guiding document the national democratic revolution which we've covered a couple of episodes back is a socialist utopian ideal um and you know it it seeks to undermine all those kind of things it's exactly the same kind of stuff that the black lives matter um organization espouses you know destruction of the nuclear family uh you know race bills race being the central tenet of your identity um and you know we only have to look to history to know how these kind of bad ideas um you know affect a society and you know Tariq raised you know the idea of uh, of famine in in uh north korea I, i mean i'm not familiar with that example but there there is an example of you know in, in ukraine almost four million people died as a result of famine in the 1920s um you know and and the, these are the kind of things that ideology through policy and you know state power um you know this is this is how it, it happens and you know with south africa you know it comes down to you know state policies we've discussed be in the explainer video you know that's things like um you know expropriation without compensation just giving more state power and uh yeah that's the most dangerous one in my opinion yeah and you Tariq, what do you identify as the most dangerous entity <laughs> that threatens our freedom here in south africa i'd say the most dangerous entity that threatens our freedom in South Africa is the government, because the government has a monopoly on violence, supposedly. It has the police, it has the military, and it also legislates policies that could actually limit our freedom. I think over the years, there's been so many examples to illustrate how government is actually a threat to people's freedom. During the apartheid years, we had these crazy, loony nationalists who are trying to control everybody. Today, we have a reckless ANC government that in some parts of the country is using the army to militarize communities. I think it was quite recently where the president called the military to start patrolling streets in Gauteng, or, or they said they were going to do it. I'm not too sure. But the point that I'm trying to get at is that it's usually the government that's the threat to people's freedom. Yeah. Thanks for that, guys. And remember, to our viewers, you can find all our written content on our website, freedomadvocacy.net, where you'll be able to read more about these interesting topics and become more informed. Yeah. And next up is our quote of the week, which is a quote by Thomas Sowell, an American economist and senior fellow at the Standard University's Hoover Institution. And in it, it says, freedom has cost too much blood and agony to be relinquished at the cheap price of rhetoric. And you know what? Uh, that is right. That is exactly what the critical race theory is, as cheap. And CRT specifically is not worth the blood and agony that freedom costs in this country. And we still have a long way to walk to advance that freedom. And as Tariq said, to actually become a real liberal democracy, not only on paper. So guys,
thank you for being here on the show today. And that is it for this episode of Freedom Fanatics. Don't forget to catch us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. And to join sign up at freedomadvocacy.net. And never forget, your freedom is worth fighting for.